If we're being real, we need to get into some NBA talk. With that being said, take it away. All right, so both the Eastern and Western Conference Finals are now officially over. We have the championship in place of the Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat. The biggest talk of the Conference Finals was clearly the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat series, with Celtics going down 3-0 and then coming back to 3-3, but then getting absolutely destroyed in the last quarter of the last game. Terrible. Pretty much what it came down to it, one, yeah, the injury to Jason Tatum did have something to do with how the game played out, but I don't think Jimmy Butler was exactly 100% either, so both of the best players from each team were dealing with something. And what it came down to, in my opinion, is the second the pressure went back on the Boston Celtics, they fell apart. Not a lot of pressure when you're down 3-0, because literally, they're not supposed to come back and win. They had a great stretch there, but also it comes down to this. They shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. It was absolutely ridiculous that they were. First, it was against the 76ers. They were favorited to win, and it ended up going to a Game 7. Then they're favorited to win again against the Miami Heat, go down 3-0, force it to a Game 7, but they shouldn't have been in Game 7s for both these in the first place. Yeah, but you also have to go back to the first round where the Boston Celtics should have basically swept the Hawks, and they got taken to a Game 6. Even though they got to the Eastern Conference Finals and they got to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, it was a horrible postseason for the Boston Celtics. Yep, what we've been talking about for years, what we've been seeing for years, just keeps coming to fruition with this team. When there's actual pressure on this team, they basically fall apart. Yeah, they did good at the end of the last series, but guess what? The other team just fell apart more than they did. It wasn't like they were super amazing. And in this series... They were down 0-3. Absolutely no one expected them to come back and win. But the second they forced a Game 7, all the pressure was back on the Celtics because they should have won that game. And guess what? Pressure goes back on them. They start playing hero ball. And when they play hero ball, they lose because they're not good at hero ball. And I am sick and tired already of people talking about how it's the coach's fault. They're already talking about how the coach should be fired, and if he's not fired, they need to get a veteran coach on the bench to help coach the Celtics into winning. It's not the coach's problem. It's the player's problem. Well, in this case, I think it's a little bit of both. This coach, I don't think, was ready to become a head coach. They fired their first-year head coach, Ime Udoka, last year. He had this team running about as good as this team will ever run, as currently constructed. And they couldn't get it done last year. And then they fire him. I know they didn't technically fire him, but they suspended him for a year for what seemed like not all that much. And then you bring in this guy who's not that experienced, who's super young. I think coaching does have some to do with it, but this team is just a mess. It has been a mess for years. That's my issue with this, is they're using the coach as a fall guy. I understand that they could have had a more veteran coach. The coaching could have been better this season, but they've been blaming somebody every single season, and this time it's the coach to blame. They've never once looked at Tatum or looked at Brown and said, these are our top two guys. We should look at them and see if they need to be replaced, changed, play different, anything like that. Nobody ever does that. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I want to talk about something real quick. Go for it. So Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown... They just turn the ball over. You can say what you will about, oh, they're good, whatever, they're good at this, they're good at that. No. Know what they're good at? They're the best at turning the dang ball over. That's what they're the best at. Didn't Tatum have like five turnovers just in the fourth quarter alone? 
I'm not exactly sure about that, but I do have some other stats here. So Jalen Brown last night had eight turnovers. And with those eight turnovers, he ended up with a total of 25 turnovers for this series. Do you want to know what the sad part is about that many turnovers by one player? He didn't even have the most dang turnovers on his team. You want to take a guess who had the most turnovers on the Boston Celtics? Well, let me jump on this Celtics train. Um, the coach. Wait, no, no, no. Their third string team. They, they, no, no, no. Um, smart. No, Horford. It, it's anybody but Tatum. It can't be Tatum. He's the best, best there ever is. He's the green Mamba. Yeah, the green Mamba turns the ball over. That's what he's good for. Jason Tatum had 26 turnovers for this series. So one dude has eight turnovers in one game. That doesn't even get him to be more than the best player on the team's amount of turnovers for the series. Both were crazy high to begin with. But this is just a trend for these guys. Go back to last year. Jason Tatum had 100 turnovers in the postseason. He by far had the most turnovers in the playoffs. Second place, I want you to take a guess. Who is it? Mr. Brown Town. Exactly. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown had 23 less turnovers than Jason Tatum. But they were, again, leading the stinking league in turnovers in last year's playoffs. How are these guys considered the best duo in the NBA when they literally are the biggest turnover duo in the NBA? I'm not exactly sure. And look, on top of those turnovers, they were shooting terrible from three. And when they shoot terrible from three, they don't go in to try and get layups or dunks or go inside the three-point line at all. They just keep chucking up the threes like, oh, it's got to go down sooner or later. They rely so heavily on the three-pointers that when they're not making them, they don't adjust anything. They just keep chucking them up, keep missing, and then they lose those games. That's such an issue with them. And I found it hilarious. So after the game last night, I was watching some of the post-game stuff on TNT, and Shaquille O'Neal said, if one of my guys who was shooting and he shot two for 12 or whatever they were at at half, he would have said, if you shoot another three, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah, Mr. Shaq Diesel will be out blocking his own team on the three just trying to get the ball back for them. So when you're not shooting good and when you're having turnovers, guess what? You're not going to be a good team. And that's what these guys do consistently. They cannot win when it matters most. They cannot win unless the other team has a ton of injuries. You've seen it last year. You've seen it this year. It just keeps happening with the Boston Celtics. You really think it's going to change? No. They are who they are. They're going to be who they're going to be. Nothing's going to change. It's the same thing we've been seeing for seven years. Not one thing has changed. In fact, it's probably gotten worse because now they're the top guys on the team and they don't have anybody else to run the ball through. So now it's just them, them, them. So you're going to see the same crap every year. And it's going to keep getting worse. These guys cannot win a championship. I mean, speaking of that, I'm listening to all these analysts talking about this, saying the team's too good to blow up, but they're not good enough to win a championship. So what should they do? And they talk about just getting a new coach or getting another piece in there, trying to fix it. You need to blow it up if you want to succeed or make some drastic move. You don't necessarily need to blow up the entire team, but something has to change. You can't just continually beat your head against the same wall and expect something else to happen. Come on now, that's the definition of insanity. Do the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. They insane! I know, it's ridiculous. I don't get it. Look at their playoff performance this year alone. They were handed that position. They should have won against the Heat. 
they should have destroyed the 76ers, the injured 76ers, may I add, and they should have destroyed the Hawks. They did none of that. A game six, a game seven, and a game seven, and then losing in the conference finals was pathetic. It was a bad performance for the Celtics. They should have done way better. Exactly. This team is just disappointing. And to those people who say, well, you shouldn't just blow it up, but they're not good enough to win a championship, get a new coach. They're on their third coach. The last coach they had was the best chance they were going to have to win. And guess what? They got rid of him for something stupid. This team does need to blow up. You want to know why? Because what are you going to do? If Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't good enough, and honestly, the team around them is pretty dang good. But if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't good enough to win a championship, you're going to trade one of them? Who are you going to get back in return? You're not going to get back something better for them in return to therefore push the team over to being good championship contenders. That's not how it works. When you get rid of a guy like Jalen Brown, you get draft picks, maybe a good young guy, but nobody who's going to be like, yeah, now we're ready to compete. You're not going to go and trade Jason Tatum for Kevin Durant. That's a 2K trade. That's not real life trade. I'm not saying they should go trade for Kevin Durant because I think that'd be terrible, but they ain't going to go trade Jalen Brown for Giannis and have Jason Tatum and Giannis. Like that's not realistic. That's not how this world works. Maybe in 2K, but we don't live in 2K. And people are talking about that you can just build around Tatum or you can just build around Brown. They look at both of those guys as potential number ones. They're not. I mean, Brown's arguably not even a great number two. He should probably be a good number three. And Tatum should be a number two, but his style of play doesn't allow him to be a number two. Both Brown and Tatum, if they're not shooting the ball, they're doing nothing on the court. And if they're missing, they're doing nothing on defense because they don't care anymore. And you know what? I actually think Tatum style play could work as a number two if he was playing with the correct number one and if his head and his ego would come back down to earth. I mean, he literally just said in a post-game interview that he is one of, if not the best basketball player on earth. That's laughable. That is good. This dude's got to be competing with Kevin Hart for one of the best comedians in the world right now. Come on. Are you kidding me? He's the best. Man, that's just funny. That is just funny. That's all I got to say. I'm literally surprised his head is small enough to fit in TD Garden. I mean, if he actually thinks that, I don't think it is. And that's why the fans were leaving early because they're like, this joker. I mean, he said it. He's not going to say something that he doesn't agree with in this sense. But listen, we've been ranting about the Celtics already. We got to move on. <laughs> Let's move on. You know, I think Jason Tatum should get the nickname Joker instead of Nikola Jokic. <laughs> I mean, if he keeps saying stuff like that, I don't think it's going to be far off. All right, let's get into the NBA championship real quick. One, congratulations, Heat. Congratulations, Nuggets. You are now in the NBA championship. Heat, nobody really expected you to be there. And Nuggets, actually, nobody really expected them to be there either. But one's a little bit less surprising than the other, that's for sure. So it's shaping up to be a great series, honestly. I'm actually looking forward to it. I think it's two teams that are going to play hard and actually want to win a championship. Yeah, I mean, they're both going to be playing hard. Me personally, like, do we want to get into a little prediction right here? Yeah, we'll throw a little prediction. I'm sure we'll make a video here in a couple of days that's going to be a little bit more detailed about this, but throw something at us. I, I think Nuggets win. <laughs> Simple as that. I mean, I do too, so I guess we can move on. Look, the Heat, you had a great playoff run, but honestly, the Nuggets, if they can stay fully healthy, man, that team looks hard to beat. And I found it really dumb that people weren't giving them the credit they deserved in the Western Conference Nobody was saying the Nuggets were going to get to the championship. Nobody was saying that the Nuggets were one of the best teams in the West. Like, come on. 
The Nuggets were clearly better than the other teams that everybody else had getting to the championship. Come on. I mean, they pretty much beat the crap out of the Lakers handedly, and now they have a long extended rest period going into the championship. Heat's coming off of a hurt Game 7 victory, whereas the Nuggets swept them and now have just been resting, practicing, and they're going to be ready to go. Yeah, and I really think the Nuggets are just, they're coming out for blood. I talked about it during the year. I said the Nuggets are coming for blood. They want to prove the haters wrong. I mean, they look they look good. Murray and Jokic, that is an amazing tandem. They can literally run both of them in the pick and roll in both spots. Yeah, good combo for success right there. That's what a one and two look like. It's not a Brown and Tatum. Okay, well, I got to stop going back to that. Hey, I don't blame you, man. I mean, literally. All right, funny story here real quick. So I was watching the Boston Celtics Miami Heat game wearing a Celtics shirt and cheering for them to lose. <laughs> Like a true fan watching the best player in basketball history to play in the game because he, Mr. Tatum, is the best there ever was and the best there ever is going to be, according to him. I think we're done for now. But, yeah, we are going to delve into the uh, into the NBA championship a little bit more here. Well, we had to talk about the Celtics losing. We saw it coming. It was just a matter of time. Even if they did beat the Heat, we didn't think they were going to beat the Nuggets. It was just a matter of time before they lost again. And Nuggets and Heat, great job. Looking forward to the NBA championship. I hate how people are saying, oh, it's not as exciting because it's not one of the marquee teams. Like, no, it doesn't really matter. These are the best teams in the league this year. Well, I don't know about the Heat personally. But, uh, <laughs> well, I feel like they wouldn't have won if Giannis was completely healthy. But anyway, whatever. The Nuggets, they've basically been one of the best teams in the league all year. Like, they look amazing. Jokic is an outstanding player. First player to ever average a triple-double. And he's doing a 30-point triple-double at that. Jamal Murray's been playing great. Just a good team. Looking forward to the NBA championship. Get us out of here. Thanks for watching, guys. Let us know what you think in the comments. Remember to subscribe, like, share it with a friend. And until next time, keep it real.